start our live presentation here at the Akiezer Health Fair. Uh, with a song entitled Rafur Shlema from Baruch Levine, which we're hoping, of course, will be uh, what ultimately will will happen once people start investigating all the different health care options in our community. We are at the Achiezer presentation of the Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo. It's a unique conference covering every sector of the healthcare field. It's done in conjunction with Northwell Health. We are literally in the middle of the entire uh, program, just outside the big uh, exhibition hall. And uh, a little, a few feet away, I should say, from the, uh, from the, um, from where all the presentations are taking place. And uh, this is unique. This is different. This is um, this is not your average get together in the Jewish community on a Sunday. This is a healthcare expo that gives a an attendee many, many options, lots of information whole bunch of important uh, pieces of information that are that can be critical when it comes to uh, caring for somebody or when it comes to someone's personal health care. Miriam Wallach is here. Good, uh, what should I say? Good afternoon. It's yes. already afternoon. Good, Good afternoon, afternoon to you. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Yoni Pollock is here as we... Uh, there we go. There we go. That's Thank much you. better. As we continue our On the Road September uh, here during the fall of 2019. Uh, we've been at, at, at uh, the Achiezer Expo before. Uh, we've had the pleasure of uh, broadcasting from here, but this is a brand new location. This is a location that we only know uh, somewhat intimately because of the uh, visit that we had here early last week. Uh, otherwise, for most people that are here today, the TWA Hotel is completely brand new. Uh, an experience that people, most people here have never had before. Is that how young everyone is here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And um, the TWA Hotel, is, uh, as many people know, because it's gotten a lot of really good publicity, um, was, uh, was at one time the TWA Terminal here in Kennedy Airport, has been completely refurbished and rebuilt. It's now a hotel, serves in many different capacities, including this, a convention center. And uh, here we are today broadcasting from this unique location. So welcome, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast, first broadcast ever. In the brand new TWA Hotel at Terminal 5 in Kennedy Airport. That's pretty accurate, by the way. We should say that the the tile floor and the red carpeting are probably original as well. Original, original? You mean from decades ago? As a person who ran down that red carpeting while waiting for their flight to Israel, it seems pretty original to me. All right. Well, I'm ready to take your word for it. How could we start, how could we start the uh, Achiezer Jewish... Healthcare Conference and Expo, this unique conference covering every sector of the healthcare field with anybody else but the president and founder of Achiezer, Rabbi Baruch Bear Bender. Good afternoon to you, Rabbi Bender, and Good. welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network. Good afternoon, Rev Nachum, and your entire team, and Miriam and all, and thank you for being here once again. It's been a while, after a little hiatus. We are back, and... Uh Enjoying this exciting new venue, and uh, thank God, all is well so far. Great to be here. It is a beautiful, exciting new venue. Uh, one of the things that is not new is your efforts to get as much health care information to our community as possible. That's why people come here by the uh, hundreds to make sure to be here today. That's why you have a lot of great vendors who are exhibiting uh, both information and different uh, items to educate the community about what they have and what they're offering. Take me back to the beginning of all this. When it was time for the very first Jewish Healthcare Expo, why did you think this would be an important event for the Jewish world? 
Nachum, there was just a tremendous amount of people who constantly were calling the office and besides for one-off questions, they were asking where can I find the right home health aid, you know, what's the right rehab place and uh, I need more information about technology. They just were overwhelmed in general with caregiving. Um, and, you know, I, I led you to a room a few minutes ago, yep. as you saw, on dementia, for example, which is obviously very prevalent in many, many places and many homes. And you saw you couldn't get a single chair in the room for a reason. Uh, people are are desperate for information, and we figured that we can't get that all on every single phone call, but if we can gather everything under one roof like you're seeing in here, it's obviously a fine balance of people wanting to see the vendors and getting sessions in at the same time, um, but we figured we can get it all done, and the bottom line is that, you know, even this year, we did this about 18 months ago, uh, in the past we've had pre-registration of, let's say, a couple hundred people, we had three times at this time, um, because people are just, they want information, and I think what we're seeing as well are people that are just nervous about the balance. They want to take care of themselves, they have their own children, and then they have parents who are in the 80s and their 90s and they just don't know how to do it all. David Pelkowitz will talk about that later on. Obviously, he's a tremendously sought-after speaker. And uh, I guess what I'm seeing today is people cannot get enough. Rabbi Bender's with us as we talk about the Jewish Healthcare Expo. We're here at the TWA Hotel. Now, uh, there's nothing unusual about members of the Jewish community being involved in an industry that's essentially chesed. I understand there are plenty of people here who are salaried employees. There are plenty of people who have made investments in their companies to try and you know, convince the members of the community that their service is the best. I get all that. But still, it probably doesn't shock you that so many people, men and women in our community, are involved in this specific industry. You know what? You hit the nail on the head. I, where Milka just pulled me out of there for a minute to make, make it to this uh, interview... I was speaking to one of the big sponsors today. They spent a lot of money to help be here. And he says to me, we'd like to meet next week. I said, I figured, business. Right. And he says, I want to meet for one reason. is because they have these lifeline alerts to help people who are stuck or living at home. They want to have that security. I want a program that anybody who can't afford it or people who are in these communities, they have access to such a program without worrying about Medicaid or paying for it. Three seconds ago, the head of this company says to me, I think it was Caring24, and we'll serve anybody. Why? Because, yeah, there's something that we all have inside of us. Yeah, we want to make money. Of and course. And make, we want and to. And you want to support your to. family. Yeah. We have families to support, and everyone does, whether you're a vendor, whether you work at Achiez, or whether you're, you're a company. But the bottom line is that people who in our community, they, they want to take care of each other. They have an inherent need to be there for other people. So it's a nice analogy or a nice sushtel, uh, as they would say of uh, health care being so closely associated with, uh, with Chesed. It's a, uh, I wonder if other communities realize it when they see you know, so much of the industry, um, I, I don't want to say dominated, but when they see so much of the industry with members of our community, I wonder if they think about that, how, you know, how from birth we're really given at least some type of ability and convinced to pay attention to those who have health care needs. So it's anyway, like you say, it's a good way to start this whole conversation, 100%. a good way to start this broadcast. We should mention that, you, as you mentioned before, uh, there are distinguished speakers who have agreed to address specific topics. You mentioned the one that's going on right now. Uh, Dr. Pelkovitz is going to be uh, uh, presenting on the, important, hour, yep. on the important sandwich generation topic and other things, no doubt, as well, if he takes questions from the audience because everyone is always seeking his advice. Well, uh, I think, it's I think, like a free session I, by calling out from the row I, number six. I think I, I think I once shared with you that I was at a convention once and Dr. Pelkovitz was on a really distinguished panel 
and someone got up and asked a very complicated question for 2019. And you know there are a lot of complicated questions these days. At once, every member of the panel turned to the left and said, Dr. Malkowitz, would you take that one, please? Because, you know, he's got an expertise. That's uh, like I'll no follow other. up on one. Somebody <laughs> caught him here today already. And then a the third person walked over to this guy and said, you know, that's going to cost you 200 bucks. <laughs> he gave you a whole five minutes. Five minutes with David Pelkowitz is very hard. Because he's, um, he's always giving good advice and leading one in, good, in a good direction when it comes to things yeah, like this. Yeah, we're definitely very honored that he came today because I, I, know, I know his schedule. Um, or I think I know it anyways. And he, he's, <laughs> a, he's a busy man. And uh, But, yes, the sessions have been – are all people who know what they're doing, all people on tops of their fields. You also have, in addition to medical personnel, doctors who can – you know, present on certain topics. I, I saw my friend uh, Dr. Uberfeld here a few minutes ago. Speaking right now. But in addition to that, you have rabbis, some of whom are literally doctors, right, Amazing. spiritual leaders and medical leaders. And at the same time, you have, uh, you have young uh, – I, I noticed you had a wrong, young rabbi here who's also familiar with, right, with topics that would be appropriate for this crowd. So that, that bridge, that crossover great is a pairing. very important one. I'm actually going to go in there after this. It's a great pairing because, like you said, it's a very important bridge. And people have concerns, and uh, some are coming from different backgrounds, different age groups. And uh, them together actually has been fascinating to watch their preparation of the two of them preparing that session. Exactly said, that bridge that has to be connected. And uh, it's a fascinating pair, and they both bring such a unique amount of talent. And like you said, Medical and halacha from the same direction. A guy, like, a guy, I can't call him a guy. A person right. like Rabbi Glad, right. who's an accomplished physician, who's the medical director uh, of, a, of a massive hospital, while at the same time is a rav in one of the biggest shuls anywhere, right? Young of Woodmere, he's the assistant rabbi there. But to take do- both of those worlds and merge them together, and we're the beneficiaries of that. People in the community, we can get expertise that's so uh, specific and unique, and it's a perspective that very few people can offer. Also, Rabender, it's no secret that as time continues to move on, there is tremendous pressure, and I'm not even, this is not a criticism, just an observation, there's tremendous pressure from the medical community very often to consider things that could be anti-halacha or that could be uncomfortable when it comes to somebody who's trying to observe. And by the way, I'm not saying they're doing this for bad reasons. They're doing it because they think that there's a, a good reason to suggest certain things. And to have people that now in this generation, we had it years ago, but now, thank God, we have it much sure. more, who are able to combine the spiritual and the medical is more important than ever. And, and if I take a step further, and people that can command the respect of people from all different backgrounds. You know, right. we have people from the Livisha community, from the Chassidish community, from the modern Orthodox community, and they all, we all, we're all experiencing the same lives and the same issues with our parents and our children. And even going back to something like Rabbi Glad, I know within this entire measles outbreak the whole year, right. he became an authority, whether you were from North Woodman or whether you're from Bar Park. Right. He was not, and I was involved in some one of these chats, and together a few of us trying to deal with certain issues that came out of it. And uh, like you said, respect that he was able to, to, to command, but from all types of circles, because yeah, people have different ways of looking at these things. It's not a secret. It's, they're, they're tricky waters, you know? They're well, tricky waters of figuring out of what a hashkafa is, you know? And, and, and different people come from different places, and they have different rabbeim, and they've been taught different things. And you know what? To have people that can work with all those groups, and just like when it comes to end of life, these are very, very tricky territories, and there's widely varying opinions and postkim who feel different ways of that, the way how that should be handled. And I know now, even when we get calls in the office and people are looking for guidance, we very much try to gear them towards their appropriate rav or whoever that whoever may be or a rav that would be appropriate for them because we understand that there's no one size fits all when it comes to these things, you know? 
Uh, you know there are people who are listening who are not necessarily from the five towns. I don't know if you want to hear from them because you've essentially become this national and international entity, maybe maybe not on purpose. Whether we look for it or not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we should mention that if, if anybody wants more information about any of this, they can go to your website, achiezer.org. website was beautifully redone recently. It's very, very, very clear. And uh, and one thing I want to mention, once you said that, is certainly we've become a resource for people, you know, quite frankly, around the community and around the world. And one thing that I want to commend my staff is that they've become exceptionally knowledgeable at every resource that exists out there. Because yes, we may be that 311, but if it's something that we may not have in our specific hallways, we know the people that do. Um, and whether that is you know, referring somebody to an appropriate organization for, for adult health care, or whether it's reaching out to an organization like Madrego's doing what they do, or whether it's speaking to Tzvigalak or Mahmoudim, if it's a case that falls under the work that they do. Or, or trying to raise money for summer camp. Yeah, correct. The summer camp, it, it, no, it doesn't discriminate. Right. And whether you go on and on, the list goes on and on to Ohel, to Chai Lifeline, to, to organizations around the world. We're living in a day and age where there's just, like you mentioned, the Chesed movement, there's just an unending amount of chesed for every type of person for every kind of situation there's just it, it's amazing and i think that a good thing a good thing but i want to like i said commend my staff for making themselves aware constantly of everything that's out there so even if we don't have a particular solution in place on any given day there's a good chance we have somebody out there and it could be a private person right. who doesn't have an organization behind them who's going to help find uh you know help us find that person that's loose because when somebody calls they reach out we want to be able at least to, to, to guide them in the right direction. And you when know? we dealt with the whole issue of the task force, we were shocked that you were able to actually not just get along, but literally <laughs> help so many other organizations, you know, colleagues of yours. And, of course, you also got help from them. Sure. And, every, and as you just said, every time there's a specialized situation that comes up, it seems, thank God in our community, somebody, private person, organization, has the ability to the somehow ability, deal with it. And even if they haven't prior, they somehow rise to the occasion when we need them. You know, if a new kind of crisis pops up, and we, all, we, all, we talk about it, and now we can joke about it maybe. I mean, we still can't joke about it, but smile, going back, we don't want to talk about sanity anymore, but even that. You know, we weren't hurricane experts. We talked right. about how Achiezer became so well-known after that. But it, it's a situation like that where Claudia seems to somehow, somebody somewhere, an organization rises to the occasion and says, you know, this is my calling, this is my time. And uh, it's, it's an amazing thing to continue to see. And I get completely inspired, but it's also a relief if I know that there's other people in the trenches with us that can handle certain things. It's a tremendous thing because I'll finish with this. I'm getting the hand from Miriam. But <laughs> the most frustrating aspect of our job, I know I, I see her husband, you know, Dr. Lohinger is our psychologist. Another example, the hardest part of our job, she always says, is if there's somebody that we can't help. We've got to turn them away without help or without a resource. So the more resources that Claudia Stroll comes up with, it makes our job easier, ultimately, because there's less people out there that we actually have to turn them away empty-handed. And there's nothing more depressing, quite frankly, than having to tell somebody, we don't have the help for you, or we don't have the resource that you need. And the more resources that come in, the more people get help, and Claudia continues to shine. The most well-attended and most registered for healthcare event so far. That's uh, by far, and uh, I know I'm being told that the valet was getting a little busy right before I got here because <laughs> the spurts come and go. And uh, But between all the sessions going on in the main room, people eating lunch, I see people as on both sides who are just continuing to come. It just tells me one thing. People are thirsty and hungry for information um, because they want to do the best job that they can to take care of their own family. That's what it comes down to. I want to mention, too, by the way, that before we wrap up, that tonight I'll be at the uh, Lower East Side Hatsala 
uh, barbecue, which is in memory of Richie Friedman. I, uh, I, I was made aware of that by Dovey Jacobs last week, yeah. And uh, I think that's an amazing uh, thing to mention. How could we go uh, yeah. any uh, session without mentioning Dr. Friedman, who uh, who's – Impression on Jewish healthcare, let's call it, is uh, everlasting and cannot and should not ever be forgotten. Uh, just an amazing, amazing, amazing person. And coming when talks about healthcare, a big part of healthcare today is affordability and access. And you knew that when somebody needed healthcare or access to healthcare, whether they had a dollar, ten dollars, or zero dollars, Dr. Friedman never said no. Right. And uh, very fitting that Hatzel is doing that in his memory because he was that person who, whether you had Medicaid, Medicare, or MediZero, uh, <laughs> Richie did not say no. And I, and I joked about that on the, on, the, on the video we made last year for our dinner, which we dedicated to him as well, that there was something about Richie that just did not allow him to say no to somebody who needed help. And uh, I thank you so much for mentioning that. I know that his yard say is coming quicker than we realize. Uh, Hanukkah time, I believe, the Biachnas Sefer Torah, uh, being written in his memory. Uh, but certainly, uh, Richie came to our conferences. Was always super proud. Always gave me a big pat in the back with that little, you know, that little smile. Like, BB, okay, I'll go. You, you did okay this time, BB. You know, <laughs> you know the way Richie was. <laughs> yes, uh, I did. <laughs> but we we definitely missed uh, Dr. Friedman uh, in in a bad way, and we've got to continue to uh, eternalize his uh, amazing, amazing memory. Thank you, Ray Bender. I hope today's a major success. Looks like it's on the way to being one. So thank you very much for thank joining us. For having and me, a as happy, always. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Amen. Same to you and the entire team. Like we wish for everybody. You should be put out of business very, very soon. This coming year, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we have um, plenty of guests coming up here at uh, the Nachum Single Network as we broadcast from the Achiezer Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo, this unique conference covering every sector of the healthcare field. Uh, John Conaghan. Is that correct? Really? It was pretty close. Conaghan. Oh, Conaghan? Okay. Yeah. I apologize for that. Joe Savasta. They are both here, and they are from the JN Savasta Corporation. And uh, they provide benefits for home health care workers. John and Joe, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank That's you very us. much. Uh, what does it mean, benefits for home health care workers? So what we do as a, as a business is we implement employee benefit programs uh, for businesses in, in various different industries, uh, such as health insurance, dental, anything you would really come to expect if you're hired at a business. Um, but we have a bit of a specialty that we work with home healthcare companies because there's uh, certain regulations that they have to comply with that are unique to their industry. And we're able to implement those programs very efficiently for them, uh, do it in a collaborative effort so that they can market themselves to the caregivers to improve their recruitment, uh, their retention, which in home care is uh, extremely important. Can you give me an example of one of those that's different in the healthcare industry compared to, I don't know, regular employment? So uh, one of the things that we've been doing more recently, which has been incredibly popular, is implementing qualified retirement plans, which for caregivers has has been incredibly popular because it's not something that they would typically receive uh, in in, in, their their form of employment. Uh, A lot are are relatively low wage earners. So being able to provide them with a platform where they can have something for retirement uh, has been very important to them and very valuable. Is this a relatively new arena in this whole industry? Um, It it is new in the sense that uh, when wage parity uh, regs came out, regulations came out back in, I guess, 2012, it was new for the home health care aides, but not new Right. Everybody else has received <laughs> right. health care for the last several decades. Right, I understand that. Uh, what do you think of an expo like this? What happens at a, uh, thank you, what happens at a fair like this? Uh, you meet people, they're coming over to you, probably some of them, like myself, are just learning of the service and never even knew about it beforehand, right? 
Yeah, for us, it's really about uh, brand recognition. We already work with uh, a lot of home care companies. So on that side, we have a, a lot of solid relationships. But, um, you know, we really want to be out there um, kind of as, uh, you know, a, a business that everyone is familiar with. Um, and they associate us with providing quality benefits um, so that we're uh, providing value not only to the home care company, but also to the workforce. And, um, you know, that's something that we take you know, great pride in. Um, so that's why we come to... Uh, Events like, like these. Yeah. Does it matter how small or large the company might be in terms of you servicing them? Nope. We work with companies of uh, really any size. Um, we don't discriminate in that way. So it could be uh, an employer with two, two employees um, all the way up to several thousand. Right, I would imagine. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we have clients uh, over 35, 40,000 lives. And clients, as Jonathan said, down to two. And we give them the, best, uh, uh, the same service regardless, obviously different dollars are spent on uh, different size companies. You know what's funny? When I meet people like yourselves, I say to myself, w your, your whole pursuit exists because of what changes in this industry. And to me, the average guy just listening to this conversation, I'm saying to myself that finally an industry which has, whether this is a good thing or bad thing, has enjoyed a lackadaisical approach to the way that healthcare providers are both paid in some cases mm -hmm. and certainly for the benefits that they receive or don't receive. You know, the it, it looks like people like yourself are finally trying to formalize things and, and to the benefit of the care worker, they may not realize it right away, right? <laughs> Maybe down the road that they realize it, but to the benefit of the care worker, because of the systems you've implemented and you know, worked with their companies, things have become much more formalized and down the road they're going to be benefiting from all of this. That's how it looks like to me. Yes. Um, there's a, everybody's worked on a model where um, you know, the more that's spent or the more that insurance goes up, the more that some of the vendors make, brokers being part of that. We don't work that way. We're, we're a pass-through pricing model. So everything we do is net to the client, and our fee is disclosed, and it's a one-time one fee, a per-person fee, a, a per capita per month fee. So we work that way. So we have no incentive to do anything other than to keep healthcare uh, premiums, if you're looking just at healthcare, right. low or any other service that's offered. Right. Um, does the state or uh, any of the... Uh any of the uh, bodies of legislature have anything to do with your industry? Do they regulate or do they assign certain regulations to what you guys do? Because I know they're very involved in healthcare. They 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 always have um, states more than, than than the federal side on a self-insured plan. Of course, the federal government um, through ERISA um, manages that, uh, or at least tells us what to do. And, and but most of those are just guidelines, and their guidelines are are relatively limited. But if you go back to something like wage parity. That's specific to a given industry in a given locale under certain circumstances where they're saying, you, Mr. Employer, Lixa, must spend right. X dollars extra over what's now the minimum wage um, per person per hour. And then it becomes our job to spend that. But what they also do is they require those employers to have an auditable system. And that's what we put in place for them. So that uh, there is extra that we have to do, and we do do for those clients. It's not just about selling product. There are situations now, and I, I have a feeling that today during this broadcast it will come up more than once. There are situations now where uh, um, a, a family member, a relative, can literally be assigned to be the caregiver and receive a salary for that, right? Isn't that, isn't that relatively new in this area? Uh, absolutely. So s the idea of CDPAP or consumer-directed uh, 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 gonna <laughs> you remember. Um, but uh, effectively, you have the ability to assign a, a personal assistant right. um, to, a, to a patient, which is a, a, typically a, uh, a family member, to provide care. So 
Um, in the past, they didn't fall under what's known as, as wage parity, but it's now expanded to include them. So you have this situation where these individuals previously were providing care to uh, a family member uh, and weren't being compensated for it. It, it puts a, a great deal of stress on, on the family. And now there's an opportunity not only for them to be paid um, for this, the care that they're providing or, and may already have been providing, but they can also receive um, valuable benefits that they wouldn't be receiving elsewhere. Is that across the country or just New York? W that's actually uh, newer in New York than in most other places. Oh, other uh, places uh, have the, West, the West Coast has been doing it for <laughs> many, many years. Interesting. Do you guys service all states? How do you? Uh, yeah, we have offices throughout the country, and so we're in every state and on every continent. Very interesting. All right, how do people get information about what you do? Uh, we have a website, www.jnscorp.com. JNSCorp.com. If you're looking for benefits for home health care workers and to really, I would say, organize things and get everything under one roof and work with people who can help guide uh, those who are leading these companies yes. you know, properly. Because uh, often people are not familiar with either regulations it, or, or little tidbits of info that they should know. Yes. You guys know them all. It has to start there. <laughs> so, JNSCorp.com. A pleasure meeting both uh, John Conahan and Joseph Asta. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, gentlemen. A pleasure. It. More coming up. You're listening to the uh, Nahum Single Network on a special live edition Sunday. Uh, part of our on-the-road programming for the month of September, the Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo is happening as we speak right now. Uh, in the um, TWA Hotel, Terminal 5, JFK Airport, all the way until 3 o'clock. We'll be here until 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Keep it right here at the Malcolm Siegel Network.
couple of songs of our um, of our broadcast today having to do with health. Rifa'inu, after all, it's the Achiezer presentation of the Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo. We're at the TWA Hotel, Terminal 5 at JFK. This is going to go on until, uh, until 3 p.m. We'll be here until 2 o'clock. And uh, Michael Goldberg, excuse me. Oh, sorry, David Seligman. <laughs> I'm all confused. Sorry about that. My Michaels and Davids. I've been distracted because I've really, beha- I've, 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 wanted very badly to bring Yoni into one of the healthcare professionals to have his cough diagnosed. So I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, so, I'm very concerned about his health, and he's, he's, it's a work day for him, and he's obviously in discomfort with this terrible cough. So I thought maybe we could find someone who could, you know. You know how many times <laughs> I've been this close to screaming? Is there a doctor? <laughs> But I, I mean, think that that's only, like really screaming fire. We've only been begging fire. him for 10 days to go see a doctor. He has typhoid. I've well, diagnosed I'm it. not sure what he has. But okay. So I was concerned about that, and I got confused when our guest started. To, right, uh, but David Seligman is actually joining you. But he a, is. I like the system, actually. Yes. That's a very good system. Thank you. And he's a healthcare professional. And <laughs> Can he the, diagnose a call? He's the executive director of LIJ Valley Stream. Ooh. So he at least knows the right people. That's for sure. To We're make Yoni healthy. Today, so. Uh, David Seligman is uh, with us, Executive Director of LIJ Valley Stream. Our good friend Dr. Mark Singer is part of LIJ. I just don't know if it's Valley Stream or not. Would you know? He works out of the main campus. Out of the main uh, campus? Yep, yep. Valley Stream means what? It's a satellite campus? So, uh, yeah, we share an operating license with the main campus, but, uh, uh, yeah, we operate uh, locally as a 284-bed hospital, full-service community hospital with a major focus on orthopedic care. You know, it's funny. I um, it's it's getting difficult for the average consumer <laughs> to keep track I, of I, everything. Lij, mm-hmm. there's an association with Northwell. Am I right? There is. Yep. You're right, and and I believe there's even a facility now officially in Manhattan that belongs to you guys. Yep. I'm, I'm yep. Lenox Hill on the other so side. So sometimes it's hard to you know yeah, to navigate all that. We're a big system. So uh, yeah, Northwell is a parent company. We're up to 23 hospitals, uh, 700 and. Of the 23, are they all in the immediate New York area? So, uh, yeah, Long Island, Staten Island, Manhattan, uh, Queens, Westchester. Uh, so we have sort of the New York metro area pretty well covered at this point. So. And, and how long have you been with them? So I've been with the health system for about uh, seven years now. When I, you started, how many were there? Uh, when I started, uh, we were probably at 15 or so. Oh, there then. were that many even then? Yeah, Interesting. yeah, okay. yeah. But, uh, we, we always think that in the last two, three years we've seen this, you know, yeah, massive growth, but it's really been it's been uh, I- incremental. Yeah, we've you know been adding a hospital or two every couple of years. I think a lot of our growth, frankly, has been outside of the hospital. It's been out in the ambulatory community, so uh, you know more primary care practices. What does that mean? Uh, so uh, physician offices, uh, specialty centers like imaging centers. That now both yep. doctors' offices and imaging centers are under your umbrella. Correct. Yeah. Correct. They may have been private earlier. Uh, they could have or in many cases. With yeah, else. in many cases, yes, but. Uh, and in a lot of ways, there's, you know, there's really uh, the relationship between the hospital and the community setting. You do understand why it's difficult for some people to grasp all of this. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. But it seems you have an expertise. It seems <laughs> you've got it, frankly. I've had a couple <laughs> of years of practice. So, uh, so you just mentioned, when we said executive director of LIJ Valley Stream, you said there's a specialty there in <laughs> orthopedics, meaning that if somebody in the Long Island area mm-hmm. uh, has an orthopedic situation they need to address, they're going to you as opposed to any of the other LIJ-affiliated hospitals. Yeah, so it's not to say we don't provide... Uh, uh, comprehensive right. orthopedic care in other places, but um, yeah, we've really focused on orthopedic care down in Valley Stream. So total joints, you know, hips and knees, uh, spine care. Uh, we've been uh, investing heavily in the program. Uh, more to come. We're right now in construction, building out a brand new emergency room. And how does that develop? Is it because 
I don't know, the doctors that you happen to have there, you know, the those with an expertise in this area gravitated there? Yeah. Or did you yeah. have a football team that practiced <laughs> next door and all of a sudden everyone's getting injured and heading over to that facility? How did it happen that that's a great question? Well, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. That that one becomes the orthopedic center. So uh, two things, really. So one, um, to your point, physician alignment. We have uh, you know, a heavy base of, of uh, busy orthopedic surgeons who choose to do their work down in Valley Stream with us. Uh, the second piece, you know, Northwell has focused on this notion of, uh, of campus for advanced services. So, yeah. uh, you know, Manhasset and uh, North Shore University Hospital is our uh, sort of destination facility in Nassau County for cardiac services, for neurosurgery, uh, you know, LIJ for surgical oncology, for mother baby services. Uh, so, uh, just in terms of investment in programs as well, we've really uh, put heavy emphasis on orthopedic care down in Valley Stream. Interesting. Yeah. And it is one of the, I think you'd agree, one of the fastest growing areas in the world of medicine. Absolutely. For a yeah. couple of reasons. Yeah. Number one, the the number of people going into the into the expert field continues to grow. Mm -hmm. But I think more importantly, the technological advancements are just amazing. Yep. And yep. we've had, I mean, just in my own family, we've had you know, episodes over the years, it's incredible to see how differently they're dealt with today than five or ten years ago. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit. I mean, I, um, you know, early in my career, I worked at Lenox Hill, and we have a pretty robust orthopedic program there. Uh, patients would come to the hospital, they'd be there for four or five days. You know, now uh, we're doing uh, pretty advanced work. We're doing robotically assisted uh, surgery within the facility. Um, but, you know, patients are, for the most part, coming and spending a day or two with us and going home right. uh, about 80% of the time. So... Very different. Very uh, David, different. I think it's obvious to you, like it is to me, that the old TWA is now <laughs> surfacing, and we're hearing some of Planes the we're hearing some the of the sounds of 40 <laughs> years ago. It seems here at the TWA Hotel. Now you come here uh, strictly to let people know about your campus and about your specialties. Like, what happens when people walk up to your booth? Yeah, I mean, we're certainly uh, here to talk about you know all the good things going on within the hospital, but I think uh, in a lot of ways representing the health system as a whole. So. Uh, you know, if somebody comes to our booth with advanced cardiac disease, uh, you know, it's important for us to be able to promote the services uh, available throughout Nassau County for patients like that, even if, uh, you know, Valley Stream ultimately isn't a place where we would do advanced cardiac surgery. Right. Um, you know, we work as part of a network in that way, but uh, yeah, our primary focus today for my team is to really talk about the great work we're doing in Valley Stream. How frustrating is it when people say, what, you're not going to Manhattan doctor? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't get frustrated by it. I, I look at that as, uh, as an opportunity and a challenge. I think for us, um, it's we such have a myth. It's so, uh, you know, I think there's, there's great healthcare services available in the city, including Lenox right. Hill, where we provide care, but, um, we look at it as a responsibility to talk about outcomes, to talk about the reasons why our quality and service, uh, warrants consideration over Manhattan. So, uh, again, yeah, I, I, don't even I have know if I'd say over. People just yeah. have to come to the reality that yeah. they're great doctors Absolutely. in all these places Absolutely. now, especially out on Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, so the expo takes place. You're you're getting all this information out to people, and they're learning that you know there are many specialties right there in their backyard. Because let's face it, a lot of people here uh, are in the Long Island area. But sure. what I like is. And I don't know, again, if you're a Northwell representative, but you're certainly affiliated with them. Yep. I like the fact that this event has a hospital sponsor. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that the impression is, and I think it's a reality as well, that Rabbi Bender and his organization, mm -hmm. at the minimum, we know he's very well affiliated with a lot of doctors. Yep. I've been the beneficiary of it, <laughs> you know, people that he knows in many different hospitals. Sure, sure. But the fact that there's really a go-to place that you know, feels close enough to... I don't know, be co-sponsors of an event and to, you know, reach out to the community the way you guys have. I think that's really important. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're a not-for-profit entity whose uh, mission is to provide care to the community based on their local needs. So, 
this is fun work for us, getting out and talking about the services we provide. It's a, a great turnout here today. Uh, but again, ultimately, uh, our responsibility is the wellness of the communities where we operate. And uh, you know, opportunities like this really give us a chance to talk about that. So, yeah, no question a about it. A lot of fun. Both in this forum and one-to-one -one when people walk over to your booth. Absolutely. Information about all of this, I assume people can search LIJ Valley Stream, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. We are all over the internet. And so. if someone, God forbid, has an orthopedic problem and they're in that area, yep. one thing we've learned today, they should make you the first stop <laughs> for whatever that. problem they may have. Yep. That's what we're there for. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> David Seligman, Executive Director, LIJ Valley Stream. A pleasure meeting you today. You too. Thanks Thank for you having so me. Much. Really appreciate we're at, it. We're at the Achiezer uh, Conference here at the TWA Hotel. As we continue with plenty more coming up, you're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network as we continue on the road during the month of September here on NSN.
from Single Network. We're live at the TWA Hotel in Queens, New York. Could you imagine here at Kennedy Airport where the Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo is taking place under the uh, leadership of Achiezer in conjunction with Northwell Health, meeting a lot of very interesting people here. One of the event sponsors are the folks from Caring Professionals and Fagy Horowitz, in addition to many other monikers that she has, which we will explore, uh, is representing Caring Professionals here today at the conference. Welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. It's as high energy as you can imagine when you listen to the show all the time like I do. I even have the app on my phone. Sorry about that. Well, I thank you very much. I'm glad you have, the, you have the app on your phone. And now everybody you ever see, if they ever ask you about great radio, make sure they have the app on their phone. You said you're a Rebitson in the community. You're a columnist in many of the newspapers. You're on the board of many organizations. And today you're here in, that, in those capacities, plus with Caring Professionals. Tell us what Caring Professionals is all about. Caring Professionals is a home care company, but not like the others, because it was founded by a caring woman about my age, who is Russian-born, who is a nurse, and saw that the Russian immigrants many years ago who had come as political asylees were not getting the help they needed in their homes. How long ago was this that she founded it? 25-year history. Wow. This was before all the Medicaid redesign, but she saw that the that the Russian Jews who were in Brighton, who were in Farakaway and in parts of Brooklyn did not have people to take care of them who understood their culture, who understood the vestiges of Yiddishkeit that they still connected with, and who understood their need for borscht and potatoes <laughs> and their native cuisine. So she founded the company, and it grew because she's a very caring person. And I think the name Caring Professionals really describes who Miriam Sternberg is, as well as the team, the multicultural team that she's pulled together 
uh, that services the metropolitan area, Nassau, and Suffolk. So now in 2019, it's not just reserved for those of Russian background. I'm assuming, as you just of described, that's uh, for course. all different neighborhoods and communities. What's the key to being a good, caring, professional health care company these days? What are the things that others may not provide that you guys make sure to provide to the community? Good question. Well, from the customer service perspective, there's the sense that someone always has your back. Right. And the caregiver, not just the family or the patient, the caregiver feels that the company has their back, gets the person jobs when their patient dies, and as well as good benefits, good pay rates, and a sense of support from the company. There's the bottom line, of course, but what makes a company successful is the customer service as well as managing the infrastructure and the, the data. Are there a lot of people out there that are willing to do these jobs? When you provide health care for people and you want to provide for them the best people possible, are, is there a market now? Are there people looking for jobs like this to work for a company like yours? You're asking a very educated question, and I respect that, and I'll answer it honestly. In a good economy, you don't have young people coming into the system. Interesting. Um, you also don't have as big a flow of immigrants now like we've had in the past. But you have women from various countries or recent immigrants from the Central Asian republics oh. or people who just like doing this tend to be middle-aged women who, for whom caring, caregiving, and religious values come together. Second nature to them. Second nature, and this gives them meaning. Young people who come into this are more interested in paying off their college loans. And right now, frankly, if you can work at McDonald's or you work at Target or Uber, you will get good deals. Right. But people who come, to, the difference with us is people who come to caring professionals stay with us. We don't have the industry turnover that many do because it's a company that's values driven. So they're giving good consumer service or customer service to the consumers at the same time you're giving good customer service to the people who work for you. Correct. Correct. And those are both very important. And I'll tell you, you go to Shiva's today, you a lot of the the people who are sitting Shiva say, you know someone who needs who needs an aid, and that's... Because we have the perfect person for you. Exactly. Right. People care and understand caring. So if they have someone good, they yeah. want to help them get another job. There, there's an Asian man who comes to my shul to take care of one of the members of our shul, and I always say, he's not getting paid enough for the service that he's giving that person. Because as you just said, a lot of them have this desire to have meaning and to do things the right way for somebody else and to do something fulfilling, to get a paycheck, but at the same time do something that's really meaningful to them. And it could be a man or a woman. It, 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 in either case, you meet people like that all the time. Exactly. When, when my late mother was sick and a friend of the family got her an aide toward the very end in the hospital, um, a, a nonprofit with whom I am associated with which I am associated, mm -hmm. called Macor Development, Macor Disability Services, formerly known as Women's League. They have their big walk today, their big Correct. walk on, right? Correct. Their director, Jean Warman, took a look at the aide and said, I want her. I want her. So after my mother was nifter, she took her as an aide. We, I am now a board member for 21 years of that agency. She took her to work for Women's League, now known as Macor, because someone good is priceless. Interesting. Fagy Horowitz is here. How do people get information about caring professionals? 
Well, they can call our main number, which is 1-800. I'll get it in a minute. Okay. Or they can call me at 917-935-2088. And the caring professional number is 800-706-6568. That's central intake. But if you want the personalized customer service style approach, call me at 917-935-2088. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we should mention Caring Professionals is an actual sponsor of today's event, and I'm sure that gives you great pride to see people coming and enjoying and learning at this uh, at this conference. Yes, a lot of people come for educational purposes. And they have parents, or parents are moving in a certain direction, right. and someone from our school is here who'd been here at the first conference, and he knows his stuff, but he's always willing to learn, and there's always new wrinkles on care for people with disabilities or the elderly. I think that's why it's so important that people always come to this event because there's so many changes in the industry constantly. They may be subtle sometimes, but there's always something that's changing and people who are professionals like yourself know what those changes are. As a child, as a caregiver, you need your CEUs and coming to the event will do that for you. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay, I'll talk about Horowitz, Caring Professionals. They're sponsoring today's event, and they are here at the uh, Caring uh, at the Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo under the leadership of uh, Achi Ezer and uh, in conjunction with Northwell Health. With uh, She's just one of many great event sponsors. More coming up. Keep it at the Nopham Single Network.
Yard. We're here at the uh, at the Expo under the leadership of Achi Ezer. He's uh, he's um, designated on the official uh, communique that I have here from Achi Ezer as a board member, but most of us know that he's much more than just a board member. It's Shuli Woolman who's here, who has dedicated he and his family have dedicated a tremendous amount of time to the work of Achiezer over the last many years. And uh, frankly, he's probably the main reason why we're here. So, uh, Shuli Wolman, welcome to the Nachum Single Network. Thank you very much, Nachum. Uh, it's a pleasure to see you again. What are your impressions when you see this gathering of all these vendors with hundreds of people learning about different things in our community regarding healthcare? It's something that's well needed. Something that's well needed in the community and something that we all need, we have needed, my parents, yep. my father-in-law, Oliver Shalom, and uh, it's something that's very important to everybody's needs, the healthcare net, the healthcare affair. The most, uh, the most important thing of all of this is that there's always changes in the industry. There's always new stuff. There's always new things that are implemented. There's always little details at the state government or this regulation or something. And when people come here, they can learn all about that, and that's very helpful. It's something that, you know, with the changing healthcare laws and changing everyday laws, healthcare is an important thing. How to take care of mommy, how to take care of daddy, how, yeah. to take, how do we take care of Bobby? And it's something very, very important, and we need it, and we need an achiezer. What would we do without Achiezer? Well, Shuli Wallman asked himself that question many years ago when Achiezer was this little, small entity that was uh, making inroads in the Five Towns community. Then, of course, it became this national and international sensation of uh, chesed and helping people. I don't know if you quite expected that or what your feeling was as Rabbi Bender and others were encouraging people like you to help it grow, but it has gotten to a point of international attention. As I said, I believe it was at the first dinner of Achiezer. We started off in the little, little leagues. <laughs> we're in the World Series times. We're in the baseball playoff time. And we scored, and we are in the World Series of organizations. A special, not to say the World Series, it's something very, very important of an organization to help out people. And they've gone over and beyond. And what could I say about Baruch Babenda? 24-7, 365, no vacation. And to Azashis Chayel, Suri Benda, thank you, thank you for making Achiez what it is. And what can we say other than thank you? And it continues to grow and continues to provide really important information to the community. Shuli Wolman's here. We're at the Achiezer uh, uh, Health Conference. We're at the uh, JFK TWA Hotel, a unique venue to say the least. First time you're here. Ah, actually, first time for practically everybody here because TWA Hotel just opened up just a few months ago. It actually brings back memories. When my wife and I used to go, we would fly and we'd go to the TWA, TWA Club and it was just very, very good timing. You remember this building, huh? I remember this building. It actually was very good. I remember flying to Israel from this, from this building in 2001. Long time ago, but it was unique and different, and now it does bring back a lot of memories, no question about that. Uh, and it brings back many, many memories flying to Israel, and 
actually seeing my father-in-law walking through and going to the club uh, in the TV. He was you a very big TWA flyer, and um, it is a beautiful thing. So that's how he used to get to the West Coast? That's it, it. TWA? TWA, the L-1011 plane. <laughs> Amazing. Shirley Wallman, I'd give you a round of applause, but I don't want to call more attention to you. You'd rather stay understated, I know. But great to have you here, and thank you for having us here. Thank you so much, Nachum. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you, Yoni. I hope to see you guys tomorrow. Hopefully. All Ma the best to Mara you. Tomorrow, 4.30. And a <laughs> to all. You can come anytime, Mary. You didn't hear my announcement about Marav at 4.30. We can't pull that off. Huh? It's a little too early. Uh, thank you, Neximachimatova, to you, and a good year to everybody. Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. And we have another guest who's joining us here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and that is uh, Jack Edelman of Revival Home Health. Jack Edelman, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Nahum. By the way, I heard you get a Mazel Tov. You I do. Son? Yes, two weeks ago at a big simcha, and it was quite an event. I hope you heard that it was a big event. I did hear, and you don't look old enough to have a daughter-in-law, right? All right, now you're yeah, you're pushing it a drop, but uh, <laughs> I'm very happy to be a father-in-law, and I hope she's happy to, <laughs> to be my daughter-in-law. But yeah, I'm at that age, thank God, where mazel we, can, tov, we can already start thinking of expanding our families, Baruch Hashem. So we've heard the name Revival. For a long, long time. Yes. They've been a basic staple of healthcare in the Jewish community for quite a while. Yes. Revival was founded in 1994 by a uh, Holocaust survivor, Rabbi Spitzer. Hmm. Does that name ring a bell? It does. I remember. I'm sure we spoke to him on the air. Yeah. Yes. And the, um, it is the only special, what well, was the only special needs cha that was opened uh, for the Frum and the uh, Holocaust survivors and Jewish-Russian immigrants. So it's really catered towards the Jewish community. Very nice. And is it, since, is it, incep since inception. Is it similar today? Is, is the mission and what it does on a regular basis very similar to the mid-'90s? So we've grown beyond that population, uh, but it remains at our core, the Jewish population. Um, we still indicate uh, whether a patient is Shabbos observant in order to accommodate to their culture and the uh, needs of the uh, Orthodox uh, Shabbos observant patient. Interesting. And uh, where's Revival based? At Kings Highway, Brooklyn, New York. Ever hear of that place? I've heard of it. And uh, it, it reaches as far as how many different neighborhoods and communities does it service? So we service the five boroughs, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, and um, Manhattan. Manhattan. Uh, we also service Westchester, Nassau County, and Rockland, New oh, York. So you do the whole New York routine. That is correct. Um, and Revival today, if someone uh, you know would, would, would need your service, what would it be that they'd be looking to get? I mean, so we, we handle the skilled portion. There's a CHA. We're a CHA, a certified home health care agency. And then there's a LICSA that they do the long-term end, mm. the home health aid. Okay, so we are the short-term with the RN, PT, patient needs OT, um, speech therapy. Visiting nurse, all that? That's what we are. That's we're your a, department. We're a visiting nurse service. And those therapies and those visits would last for what, two, three months? So, I know it depends on the situation, but basically, what, got, what are you talking are about? Are you in my industry? Not really, but we've done enough conversations about it over the years. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So it's about two, three month process. Two, three month process, yes. And we are also uh, contracted with a whole lot of LICSAs, again, who handle the, the, um, the custodial needs, the um, home health aid. Right. So we hand it up. We also process the patient. You know, if the patient needs long-term care, we do free Medicaid applications for them. 
and help get them onto. Uh, so you work with care. the family to take care of that. Yes. How how long have you been with the uh, organization? I've with been revival? with the organization for. So I was with Revival for four years when it was under Steve Zakheim. Sure, we remember him very right. well. 2014 centers bought Revival right. Home Care, so we're under the centers umbrella. Nice and proud of it. Uh, Jack Edelman is with us. Um, in terms of the therapy and the follow-up, when someone you know needs these home services you described, it must be very different than years ago. It must, things must go quicker in certain ways. There must be therapies and, and, and different things that are done that used to take, I don't know, you know, months that now can be done in weeks. Am I right about that, or it's not that much different? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is different in some ways. In certain ways, it is different. In certain ways, it's not different. Um, again, we strive for excellence when it comes to the uh, skilled need. But I think um, that that excellence can be attained sometimes in short periods of time than before or I'm that's not the case like it's still Again, you know it all really depends, depends on the, the on the ner- not only the patient uh, the patient's uh, diagnosis but as well as the nurse the physical therapist and uh, the person that's providing service where do you find the, the nurse and therapist so listen not only is revival an excellent source for patients but it's also an excellent source for employment so we, have, uh, we pride ourselves in uh, vetting our nurses, our physical therapists, and all of our employees, whether it's inside or on the outside. Um, yeah. And you're able to find enough personnel? I mean, We're always looking. I wonder what the market's like out there when yeah. it comes to these professionals. We're always looking for good uh, therapists, for good nurses. So if you're out there and you're looking for a, a home care agency, a good reputable one, and our, and our community has both, right? Good nurses and good therapists. Oh, yes. A lot F- of people in fantastic. our community who go fantastic. into that line of work. You know, earlier we pointed out that uh, it's not lost on anybody that, that this conference, this expo, is, is really a microcosm of, of, I mean, obviously there are plenty of people here who want to do business, like you and all of us. We want to do business, and that's obvious. But there is a chesed component that, that doesn't shock us that there's so many people in our community here. I think it's the same with therapy. I think it's the same with nursing. That, yeah, they're great professions, and in many cases, really worthwhile to go into. But I think there's that extra bonus that people feel very fulfilled when they pursue that. So you, you obviously must be meeting a lot of good people in that field when you... 100%. Will. This job is very, very meaningful. Um, th- this, uh, you know, this event today is uh, really uh, unbelievable because you really see the larger continuum of care you know, revival is just one small aspect of uh, the process in which, uh, you know, in the, health, in the entire health care continuum. And in terms um, of recovery and just getting back on one's feet. 100%. It really it takes a team mm-hmm. to help recuperate a patient. And uh, we're one small aspect, but we, are, we, are, uh, we work with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, as a team, we work with other companies that uh, help uh, with that uh, mission. Well, like I said, the name revival means a lot. In the history of our community and in the uh, area of healthcare in general. So uh, you should be very proud in terms of your reputation. Jack Edelman, Revival Home Health. You can check them out here at the Expo. And I would assume people could search you online without any problem. 100%. Thank you so much for joining Nachum, us here thanks today. Thanks for having us. A real and pleasure. Again. Thank you very much. Appreciate yep. that. Yep. More coming up. We're at the Achiezer Expo 2019 happening here at the TWA Hotel. Believe it or not, TWA Terminal has been turned into a TWA Hotel here in uh, in Queens, New York, at Terminal Number Five, uh, we'll go to uh, yet another musical selection. Remind everybody that we are on the road practically all week, courtesy of our friends at Azer Mitzion. Tuesday, we're going to be broadcasting from uh, from uh, Sammy's in uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey, and then Thursday, I'd got to get a bagel between six and nine a.m. out in Woodmere, New York. We're on the road. Thank you to Azer Mitzion. 
for sponsoring our on-the-road broadcast. Aryeh Kunstler next. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Siegel Network, here we are. We are at the um, Achiezer presentation of the Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo. This unique conference covers every sector of the healthcare field. We're here until 3 o'clock. We're doing a, uh, this show until 2 p.m. at the TWA Hotel here at Terminal 5 at JFK Airport. 
Ronald Spurn is with us, an elder law attorney and someone who's presenting here at the Expo. Welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Nachum Siegel. It is a pleasure to be here once again. I appreciate that. I th- yeah, I was going to say, I remember, I recall we've had conversations before because you're one of the busiest people at this fair always because your area of expertise is one that it seems everybody needs to know about exactly. uh, these days. And you're not going to deny that, right? It's, a, it's, it's an area that's uh, very, very popular these days. Absolutely, and I'm very uh, grateful to uh, Achiezer and the Achiezer organization for uh, allowing me this opportunity uh, to present to the community at large about really what is uh, an essential uh, area uh, to learn about, which is um, asset protection and elder law in general and how people can really qualify for benefits that they deserve, like Medicaid benefits. You know, one of the themes, and I think it's been like this every time we've been here, is that this whole room this whole expo is filled with information that many people never knew before because there's so much ever-changing in the healthcare industry. And for a general consumer, there may be you know, new benefits and new regulations that you know, they just didn't, weren't familiar. In your case, that must be completely true, uh, that if we would have had this conversation 12 months ago, things, the landscape would have been, I don't want to say completely different, but you get my point. What do people need to know today about what's happening in the area of elder care? So it's very interesting uh, that you uh, make that point, Nachum, because there are, in fact, even vendors here who are themselves in the elder care field that have approached me today and asked me some questions. And I was like, no, 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 no. There are much better options and and, uh, alternatives for you than what you were uh, thinking about. So, And these are people on the professional uh, colleague level. But for the consumers, and really those are the people that are driving uh, today's event, um, it's it's really about um, getting the word out that uh, they always have opportunity to do planning, and we tell them about getting their legal documents in order and how to shelter, of course, legally, I'm a lawyer, mm-hmm. how to legally shelter their hard-earned assets that people have worked decades. And, you know, the government doesn't really come out there and tell them what they can do. So people are left to their own, and that's why I help them understand what their rights and benefits are. What must be most frustrating for you, but in a way it ends up being, you know, something really nice for you, is that so many of us who've been there uh, when it comes to taking care of parents and others who are now doing it, they feel trapped in many situations, thinking there's no way out of a specific type of dead end that they've hit. And you come along and say, guys, you have to understand, you know, if you would just make this or this adjustment, you can free yourself of all this burden and really make things much easier for you and your parents. Absolutely. And let's face it. Um, People don't want to uh, run to go to a doctor or go to a lawyer. There's natural uh, resistance and tendency to avoid that. However, um, if people um, understand that there really is far more benefit and more gain than cost, uh, then really whole worlds and avenues can open up for them that they can be assisted. You're helping more people in this community than ever before, I would bet, because the population, the older population, thank God, is living longer. We have more people in general in every generation. I'm sure you feel it, right? You feel the numbers, how the community is expanding the way it is. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, thank God, Baruch Hashem, I have been a uh, practicing certified elder law attorney for 26 years. I've helped more than 3,000 families. And uh, it's just really been amazing to see the growth. Exponential is uh, not uh, an exaggeration. 
organization. And uh, we're uh, very happy to help people in a very hands-on, hand-holding type of way, rather, um, in order to make a difference. And then there's, of course, differences in the way people are thrown into these situations. There is the general, more common situation where a parent may slightly deteriorate over the years or they're not able to do certain things and obviously the family has to adjust. And then there's the really drastic situations, which I'm sure you've seen, where overnight an accident can occur or literally a, a health situation can occur, stroke, heart attack, etc., which will debilitate somebody and throw the family into a completely whole new arena and you've seen both of those of course. yeah absolutely and i anecdotally say that my uh, uh cases or the families that come into me really fall into uh, uh, one of two areas they're either doing advanced planning or they're in what we call and what you were referring to now crisis planning and when they're in crisis mode there's no quibbling. These are people who want Sunday appointments, late night appointments, just anything to get in. And they're halishing to come in just to get some guidance and, and some relief. And we're fortunately able to do so and to accommodate them. And, you know, I have my staff here today, Josh Kurtz, my associate attorney, Kelly Martinez, who's been my paralegal for 22 years, my wife, who's the office manager, 31 years. So there's longevity in there. And I think that really speaks volumes. I was going to ask about your staff. They must be they must be twenty four seven, in terms of, because again, like you just pointed out, there are people who need emergency help, and even in situations where you might say to them, you know what, what needs to be done, we can't do till Monday morning. It's impossible. We have to walk into a specific courthouse or a specific office. It doesn't matter. They no no no. I need to meet now just to know that I'm going to have this burden relieved a bit in the next few hours. Absolutely, and even if we can't get legal documents into place or we can't get applications into place, just even sitting with the family and giving a little bit of menuchas and nefesh, yeah, a, little, a hope. little bit of, you know, yeah, there's more than a glimmer. We can actually make a difference. It's tremendous. And that's really the most gratifying aspect of this work for me. Uh, it's emergency work, emergency help, but one that's so needed in our community. I'm telling you, uh, you're providing a very important service. Ronald Spurn, elder law attorney, you are presenting at the expo. Does that mean, in addition to a vendor, are you speaking? Or yes, or? I'm the, uh, I'll say, uh, a cleanup speaker. I'm right after Dr. Pelkovitz, who's presenting now. I will be the 2 o'clock closeout session, and I will be lecturing extensively about uh, Medicaid, elder law, and asset protection. And you, will, and you will have a full room. I uh, hope so. And <laughs> whoever is there, I am happy and grateful for, uh, always looking to help whoever needs it. How do people get information about your firm? Uh, probably the best way is to go online at uh, uh, www.ronaldspurnlaw.com. Uh, simple as that. Um, very simple. It's S-P-I-R-N. Thank you very much. And they could call the office, 516-596-8670. We're always happy to speak to people as a courtesy. And if they don't need an elder care attorney, it doesn't rise to that, we tell them what to do. We're not going to just push people along. Thank you very much for joining us, and good luck today. Thank you, Nachum. Ronald Spurn, elder law attorney, one of the most important aspects of today at the Achiezer Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo here at the Nachum Siegel Network. All right, more coming up. Keep it right here as we uh, continue our, our uh, investigation and our incredible uh, perusal of all the different types of uh, healthcare vendors that are here at the conference, and this is the Nachum Siegel Network. Shimmy, oh, it's
gentleman who I believe is appearing with us Tuesday night. That's Yoni Z. I believe he's part of the lineup on Tuesday night when we're with our friends at uh, Amudim at um, at the special Amudim uh, event that's happening. The big telethon is coming up on Tuesday night. It's part of our uh, month on the road brought to you by Azer Mitzion. Today we're on the road at the TWA Hotel in uh, Queens, New York. This hotel is uh, the old TWA terminal and today it's the location of the Achiezer Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo, and among the people who are here, Joe Benden, who is a uh, who is a, a premium exhibitor at the Expo under the uh, banner of Five Towns Premier Rehab. Joe, welcome to the Nachum Single Network. Thank you, thank you for having me. Pleasure to have you here. What do you think of the conference so far? So far, it's beautiful. My first time at the hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. <laughs> this is unique, huh? Yeah. <laughs> TWA Hotel, which used to be the TWA Terminal. Pretty cool, and a lot of people are enjoying their first visit here. Uh, you're a premium exhibitor at the Expo. Tell our audience, what is Five Towns Premier Rehab? The Five Towns Premier Rehab is a 280-bed skilled nursing facility. We have an on-site dialysis center. We do short-term uh, rehab and long-term nursing care. Where is it? Where's it located? It's right in Woodmere on Central Avenue. Really? So I've probably passed it a thousand times without realizing it. Possibly. It, it, these days, it is, um, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know how I should say, vital, important, or, ne or necessary. 
one must have a dialysis option on premises or still or or, or not necessarily because I know a lot of facilities will actually take patients literally in ambulances or ambulettes and bring them to a dialysis center in order to get that done. Yours has it on the spot. Correct. Obviously a big benefit. Is it almost impossible these days not to provide that service? No, very few facilities actually provide on-site dialysis. No. So you're the exception in that case. Yeah. And, uh, and people don't realize that if it's not on-site, if they're with a facility, that's, and this is a great plug for you, so I hope you don't mind. If it's not on-site, you're talking about an all-day affair, usually, of transporting someone, having the procedure done, and then bringing them back. And in most cases, it's something that has to be done at least twice or three times a week, right? Yeah, normally it's three times a week. So having it in the facility, obviously a big benefit. How long has the unit been there? How long has uh, Premier the Rehab been on Central Avenue? The Five Towns Premier has been on Central Avenue for about a, almost two years now. It's a brand-new building, new, new construction. And the old Woodmere facility um, is still there, and we that's closed now. And the Five Towns Premier has been open and running for about two years. Is it filled to capacity? I have six empty beds on Friday when I left. That's the <laughs> that's the actual update. Huh? Yes. Uh, I ask because when it comes to these types of beds, they seem to be at a premium in the New York mm -hmm. area. Yes. Um, is, is this affordable to the average family? How do they work things out in order to be able to? Uh, uh, have a relative in your facility? We take most insurances. Most people come to us with insurance. Um, we take Medicare, Medicaid, and most private insurances. People do pay, pay privately. Um, it's actually, you know, it's become cheaper to, to stay in a nursing home than it is at home if you need 24-hour care. Right. So we do have people that pay privately as well. And uh, is, is the facility dominated by people in our community? Because I would think it would be very, very easy and, and really welcome for people in our community to utilize the facility knowing its location. Yeah, a lot of people from the community do, do go there. We take people, we do also have um, an on-site uh, vent unit, a ventilator unit. So because the vent dialysis is so rare, we end up getting people from all over, even different states. Um, but the community has been, you know, coming to us and it's been... All right, you have, to, you have to explain it to me. Vent, vent dialysis, what is that? Vent dialysis is if people, um, unfortunately, can't breathe on their own and they require a ventilator to breathe, um, which is almost like hospital-level care. 24-7 or is 20, this treatment? Um, so for a lot of people, it's 24-7 care. Um, we provide that at the facility. Wow. And to have the dialysis there with it, um, is a real uh, acute level care that we that how, we how many beds are equipped to, to service? 39. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's all about staying ahead of the game, doing mm -hmm. things that nobody else is yet doing, and you yourself acknowledge that you're, you're, it's a rarity for you, or for anybody in your industry, to have these types of services available to uh, the patients, mm -hmm. or the consumers, I should say. How do people get information about Five Towns Premier Rehab? Uh, you can go to the website, fivetownspremierrehab.com. Um, you can always just look us up and give us a call, come in for a tour. We encourage people to come in, see the place, you know, so, so they're comfortable. Um, they can call us. We're there all the time. And if it's only a couple of years old, it must be a magnificent facility, I would bet. It's beautiful. It's brand new, new construction. It's spotless. Um, it's a really great place. Uh, Joe Benden, he is uh, exhibiting here with Five Towns Premier Rehab. Look them up online, and they are literally in the heart of one of our largest communities out there in the Five Towns. Mm -hmm. Pleasure meeting you. Likewise. Nice Thanks to so meet much you. for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, more coming up here as we continue at the Nahum Siegel Network. We will... Uh, Head to this selection and then be back with more as we uh, continue to explore what's happening here at the Achiezer Health Conference and Expo at the Nahum Siegel Network. <laughs> Ya 
We're live. Achiezer. Health Conference. TWA Hotel. Fred Siegel's actually been a guest of ours before. Um, today he spells his name S-E-G-A-L. Usually he spells his name S-I-E-G-E-L. But after all, you're on the Nahum Siegel Network. He is. Oh, uh, right. That's how it's, he I is, remember now. He is president. Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Uh, he is president of Caring 24 Health Technologies. Uh, welcome back, and it's great to have you here. What do you think so far of the event uh, today? I think it's a great venue. I'm here with my brother-in-law, Joseph Asta, who's uh, exhibiting right next to me. The legendary Joseph Astor. Yes, huh? the legendary Joseph Asta. <laughs> <laughs> And my good, my good friend Noah's Breen and Moshe Edelman. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you, you hang out with a good crowd. Yes, I do. To say the least. Remind our audience what is Caring24. Uh, we provide connected health technologies for elderly and disabled populations. And to cut that short, it's uh, the commercial help by falling, I can't get yep. up. So life safety monitoring devices in the case of an emergency. I bet you the majority of people in this room know about that. are either related to someone who've used it or uh, have actually benefited from it. Yes. Uh, now they have a technology, not like I'm educating you on this. Now they have a technology where if someone uh, does not even press any buttons, yes. the unit will pick up that there's a problem. Could you address that for a moment? Yes. Yeah, so uh, some companies are using Alexa technology, so they do have to speak out right. a, a code name like call 911. There are some technologies utilizing sensor-based technologies that monitor the uh, environmental conditions. Like a drastic but fall it's, or something? Yeah, but it's, 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 it's not proven well, yet. Well, those will be perfected at some point, right, well, down the road. I don't know if you've seen a senior's home, but it's cluttered. Right. There's a lot of stuff around it, so that impedes this technology from working effectively. In a pristine environment, it can work, but nothing's pristine. How does your service work? Is it a monthly subscription? Is it a one-time purchase? How does it work? No, it's a monthly subscription where we provide the device and all the monitoring as part of the service. And we have t two basic devices. One is a home-based unit, and then we have a mobile unit. And the home-based unit is $25, and the mobile unit is $30. Now, it's um, such a show special. How, how, how does all of this get tested? When someone has everything in place, what happens with your staff to test that all of it works? So we, we normally send out an individual to install the device to make sure it's working properly. And then on a monthly basis, uh, they're encouraged to test the device. And then Literally also, by making a call? Yes, by making a call. There's no cost for the call. Cool. And then the second component is that we have uh, a seven-day test with every single device. So every seven days, the device calls in, registers with the, with the network, and then we make sure the device is working that way. So someone could not call for six months. You guys are on top yes, of making sure that that unit is working. That's yes. very reassuring. Yeah. People get nervous about, you know, how do I know this thing's going to work? How do I know that it's, you yeah. know, active? I don't know the batteries haven't run that. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, there's battery supervision technology, right. which listen with the batteries. batteries. I, I go to sleep at night pretty comfortably. Right, knowing that people are safe. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, we should mention, by the way, that because it's 24 hours a day uh, uh, supervision or um, or what would be the word? Um, monitoring. Monitoring. Uh, if something does happen in the middle of the night, you know, oh, yeah, no. li literally the uh, the police or health care agency, whoever it is, is it's, called. It's not only medical. It's also fire. Right. It's also burglary. I mean, if you hear a strange noise at the door, domestic violence is a huge application, especially with seniors living in, you know, questionable areas. So domestic violence is very, very big. You'd be surprised how many people have issues at the home with family where they have to push that button. And the monitors know oh, yeah. we, how to get in touch with in. the police department, fire yes. department, Everybody. ambulance, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. We have the full dossier of that. Yeah. Of that this is one of those things 
where we wonder how we existed without it. Right. Because when, when you have that... Like toilet paper. <laughs> when you have, what a comparison. <laughs> when you have that peace of mind, when you have that peace of mind, you remember from my conversation with you in past years, uh, you know, elderly parents, when you have that peace of mind that you can go to sleep at night and not worry that your own phone might ring with a disaster or you may miss a call that's you know, b- being called in right. by the person who's not feeling well. If they have a button to press, they can go ahead and make that call or just press that button and get what's necessary. Uh, th- that's a very, well, very to make a comforting point, A feeling. point of that is that there's a lot of devices out there that have what are called digital dialers, which dial a family, right. friend, or relative, and they don't have a monitoring component. And that really is, I believe, an injustice and in-service because you never know if that person is going to be available. Of course. And you wanted to call someone who's going to be the quarterback of care, yeah, which is our monitoring Plus, who center. wants to put that responsibility on a family member? You'd rather yeah. put that responsibility on the, on the people running the ambulances yeah. and, and those yeah. who are the technicians who are yeah. on the other end. Yep. I agree with that 100%. Yep. How do people get information about Caring24? Uh, so we have um, a website, uh, www.caring24.com. Okay. Then we have um, uh 800 number. Okay. That number is 855-58-ALERT okay. or 855-58-25378. And you're all over the entire country? Yeah, nation, state, nationwide. All right. So your specialty is obviously the New York area. Yeah, that's my uh, niche. And that's what's uh, led to your trip here today. And I hope yep. you've met a lot of nice people here. It's been great. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Siegel. Caring24.com. Caring24.com is the website. Fred Siegel will be more than happy to have his staff speak with you about arranging this for your family member. Believe you me, it is a lifesaver, literally a lifesaver, because number one, it actually saves lives. I mean, somebody can have an ambulance sent to their, uh, to their aid immediately. Uh, but, in, uh, but in addition to that, it helps save your own life when you're a caregiver and you're worried about uh, somebody who's very dear to you and you don't want to be up all night every night worrying about them and, w- and wondering whether there'll be a phone call. Uh, in that case, they're saving your life. Um, making your life a little bit more normal, a very delicate and difficult situation. More coming up. You're listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. We'll have another guest or two and wrap things up on a Sunday. Uh, Reminder, Tuesday morning, JM and the AM, we're at Sammy's and Teaneck. Tuesday night with our friends at Amudim at their big event for five and a half hours. We are uh, Thursday morning. i got to get a bagel in Woodmere. All presented by our friends at Azer Mitzion. Um, and we'll talk more about Azer Mitzion tomorrow morning, no doubt, because we have to wrap up the big golf ball competition between Miriam Al-Wallach and Nahum Siegel. Here's more Yaakov Shweki at the Nahum Siegel Network.
right, here we are. We are live at uh, Achiezer as uh, we continue with the expo and conference. A big thank you to Rabbi Baruch Bear Bender. Uh, a big thank you to Ashuli Wolman and his wife Ahuva, who were here earlier. A big thank you to Avrami Finkelstein, without whom we would not be on the air. A big thank you to Yoni Pollock, uh, acting as our chief engineer today. And, of course, to Miriam Al-Wallach, uh, doing a brilliant job producing our show. Uh, Milka Kielsen is somebody we have to thank. Uh, Milka is uh, responsible for the production of this show on the Achiezer end. So a big thank you to Milka from all of us here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Dr. Bracha Lowinger has the distinction of being our final guest for this broadcast. She is Ach- described as Achiezer's in-house psychologist. <laughs> and that must mean you wear a lot of hats and give a lot of interesting advice on a regular basis. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, what does it mean, in-house psychologist, for real? So that, it, basically, I'm the um, mental health coordinator of Achiezer. So we're not really a mental health facility, as you know. Right. But we do get many, many calls from people who need psychological services. We try to do referrals to the best of our ability. I also do see some people at Achiezer for no fee. Those who don't have insurance at all, um, who have no means to see, to seek therapy. Obviously, it's just a drop in the bucket because I'm not there that much. Right. But how long have you been with Achiezer? From the beginning or not? Um, from when I retired, so it's probably seven or eight, about eight years now. Right, and yeah. people would be look when we think of Achiezer. This is no secret to you. We think very often of physical help that people might need, whether it's mm-hmm. something with their own home, something with a, a school situation, camp situation, uh, people who simply need funds to get through the week, through the day, through the month, whatever the case may be. We don't often think of, of psychological services coming in to help mm-hmm. a person or a family, but you could tell us that that happens quite often. That happens quite often. So, like I said before, sometimes you just get straight calls for right. referrals, but very often the calls that come in our family situations and a component of it is is mental health you know when people are struggling and the problems are so multifaceted and that's really the beauty of Achiezer because you come in with an issue and we could deal with um, all aspects of the problem including um, consulting on mental health issues um, which come up with financial you know when there are financial problems there are there are issues that come up al- alongside. Are all these problems solvable? I guess the answer would be to a degree they are, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that they're all solvable. Uh, you know, we have a very big issue now with uh, the availability of mental health services in the community for those who can't afford Because services. of its cost or lack of? Oh, because of the because cost. Because of the cost. Not the lack because of personnel. No, la- there are many, many... Um, Wonderful professionals in our neighborhood. Many of them cannot take insurance, do not take insurance. So the the biggest um, issue that I'm facing when I do get calls for psychological services, social work services, is that it's very often not attainable because of the cost. And sometimes I'm sure Achiezer will step in thinking that... That some you know payment for some of this might be a worthwhile investment. So Achiezer really does not have the funds to. It's not wow. one of our functions. Unfortunately, we're not able to really. Um, the the amount of money is undescribable. Right. Um, so the, it, it's a very big issue for those in the community who are, you know, the, um, we've raised awareness, which is wonderful. You know, I did a dissertation on the um, acceptance of psychological services in the Jewish community back in the 80s. 
So we've come such a long way and people understand the need for services. Now the um, challenge becomes how to, to provide it for all the people who are actually aware of the need. Dr. Bracha Lowinger is with us, Achiezer's in-house psychologist. Um, can you describe for us uh, uh, some of the situations that do come up? And are they, as you just alluded to, are the majority of them all um, financially related? Is it, you know, are, are most of these problems because of the financial difficulties that families are facing? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. As I, I, the awareness um, increased over the years of the need for psychological services, we have families with children who need therapy, not necessarily because of financial issues. The financial issues really come in when it's difficult for right. these families to come up with the fees. Sometimes it's multiple family members. You know, it could be the family needs um, marriage counseling and counseling for individuals, counseling for the kids, um, assessments for the children. All these things are very costly. Um, and you pick up that phone and you need to diagnose where best to send these people. First, if they can afford it, but, you know, depending on what the right, situation is. Right, right, right. If it's marriage counseling or therapy for their kids, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's really, that's really a big piece It, it of seems it. very complicated to me. It seems that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're being relied upon to make really important decisions for people and, uh, and to get to know their case as intimately as possible, to make as responsible a decision as possible. Right. As I said, the awareness is much greater. People right. are much more aware of what's out there and what they need, and sometimes they're just calling for a name. They just know what they need, and they right. just want a reliable person to go to. Do school services help at all? Because there are schools now that have a good psychological staff, counseling staff, etc. Do they help? In situations like this, yes, definitely, definitely, and we do count on that. And we'll we will ask, have you, have you tried through the schools? And sometimes it's just not enough. Sometimes, you know, the schools themselves are calling us for recommendations for their students because it's, it's you know the situations are more complex than what the school personnel can um, address. All you want to do is help people, and you pray that every time the phone rings, it's somebody who can be helped, right? Exactly. Simple exactly. as that. Exactly. Uh, information, I guess, the best thing is the Achiezer website or Achiezer phone number. Right? That's where they're mm -hmm. going to find you, and that's where that's they're going right. to find anybody that can help uh, with in-house uh, in advice in terms of uh, where to go in these types mm -hmm. of situations. Feel free to be in touch with Dr. Bracha Lowinger, Achiezer's in-house psychologist. Go to the website, achiezer.org, and use their phone number and she will try to direct you to the best place possible. Exactly. Thank you. I hope Thank the new you. year brings a lot of new help for a lot of people Thank that need so it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, we've had quite a day here at uh, Achiezer, that's for sure. As we start to uh, wrap things up, and again, I thank Roy Bender, and I thank uh, Shuli Woolman and Ahuva, and I thank uh, our, uh, from our own staff, Avrami Finkelstein and Yoni Pollock and, um, and Miriam Alwalik. Milka Kielsen, thank you very much. Milka Kielsen. That's the person responsible on the Achiezer end for making sure this show would be as smooth as possible and would have some interesting conversations. And uh, that about wraps it up. So, Miriam Alwalik, I thank you very, very much. Uh, tomorrow we will, um, uh, we will continue to uh, thank and uh, acknowledge our friends at Azer Mitzion who are keeping us on the road all through the month. Correct. Uh, Tuesday morning we'll be at uh, Sammy's at, uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey on Queen Anne Road. By Wednesday morning we'll know what happened with the ball draw. Correct. That's the Azer Mitzion contest. It's uh, Nahum Siegel against Miriam Alwalik. And the last thing we heard was I, I had a resounding lead in the contest. So the last good news. thing we heard is that our promo codes were worth the same. Right. 
I don't know since then that you've still taken the lead. Oh, I was under the impression that, I know you that, were. that it was an insurmountable lead at this point. I do point. not think so. And then uh, Tuesday night, don't forget, with our friends at Amudim. We'll be there for their big five-and-a-half-hour event on Tuesday night. And then Thursday morning, we're going to be out at Gotta Get a Bagel. We're actually coming out to Woodmere, your neck yes. of the woods, uh, to visit Joel and a lot of great people. that are going to be guests of ours at that live remote. So there's a lot going on this week. We have great lineups this Last week. two weeks of the year are going to be very, very exciting, especially this coming week right now. Uh, it'll be very, very exciting with us. So I hope everybody uh, takes advantage and tunes in and comes and visits us at all these places where we will be. And that'll wrap it up. Uh, we'll uh, we'll take this opportunity to close things out with our friends from Shalshelas, and thank everybody for tuning in to our broadcast and for being here today at the uh, TWA Hotel for the Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo presented by our friends at Achiezer. And you are listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. Come on.